What's up? You made it back. Episode three. If you didn't catch episode two, we talked about our fantasy league, the fellowship of the fantasy ring. So go catch that if you missed it. But today we got a great, great episode. We're talking post draft highlights, trade targets, and Thursday night football matchups. So uh, let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. What's good, what's good? Episode 3. Thank you so much for joining us on the Fantasyland Football Podcast. I am here with my co-host, Daniel Badaki. Badaki, how you doing? What's going on, brother? I'm doing good. Good to see you. Um, one day away. One, one day, day away. away. And then I can... It's actually happening. Yeah, I can look at my the the app, my all my team the whole time. I can set lineups. I mean, I've people already traded, but like I can sell people high. I can get people on the low. I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah. Oh, trades have been rampant in our league. We're actually going to tell you about one of those trades on this episode. But yeah, uh, we got a great episode for you. Uh, hey, we actually are doing a giveaway right now. We are giving away a free signed DJ Moore jersey. Uh, super easy to enter just through our Instagram. Uh, by the way, give us a follow on our Instagram uh, to enter that giveaway. Also follow us on Twitter if you'd like. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications. And of course, you can always listen on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. That actually would be super helpful. That would be so appreciated. Uh, but it, regardless, thank you so much for joining us. And um, let's get straight to it. We're going to talk need-to-know news. This is the news around the league that you need to know right now. Uh, oh, so much has happened. Yeah. So much is going on. We're going to run through some of them quickly. But the first one, Adrian Peterson, he has signed with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, man. That's good. Shout out to AP. Another team. Another team. He will play until he's 57, probably. <laughs> uh, this Does this hurt your you know thoughts on Swift or carry on at all quickly? Um, I, I'm not sure. I've seen a couple tweets of people saying that. He's talks to be starting week one out there. I'm not. I forgot who they play, but I mean, there's talks that he's going to be starting out there in week one. But who knows? I'm not really sure. I kind of want to see how week one plays off to see what AP is really going to contribute to the team. Yeah, I. I mean, if it's me, I'm staying away from the Detroit backfield uh, yeah. at all costs. Uh, Devontae Freeman had a visit with the Jaguars. We don't really want to say anything else. Just maybe you need to know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one hurts me. Damian Harris. Uh, he is on the injured reserve. If you listen to episode two, you know Damien Harris is one of my guys this year yeah. for a sleeper. Um, I am not worried long term. I know that Michelle will find his way onto the injury reserve himself <laughs> and Harris will have an opportunity after week three. Um, but it is need to know news. AJ Green, ready to go week one. Big wow. news. Yeah, I mean, AJ... It's interesting. I'm excited to see what he's going to be doing. I'm excited to see him on the field, period. Um, but I'm, I'm a bit, I'm still skeptical. I'm going to see how he plays week one. And if I feel like he's back to the old AJ that he used to be, then I could be making a move for him. Yeah, I just could be making a move for him. We'll see what I'm happens. Just, I'm just excited to see him actually play football. I mean, he is so good if, yeah. he's, if he is still the same player. Um, exciting news. Travis Kelsey worried 
fantasy owners for a little bit. He was limited at practice on Tuesday, but Wednesday he was back to a full practice. Uh, if you own Kelsey, take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Oh. <sighs> He's fine. Don't He's stress. Right. No stress. Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks, however, is not fine. He's got a quad injury. Uh, questionable for Thursday night's matchup. Uh, are you starting Cooks in any scenario? Um, look, I think if it will obviously have to be a game time decision. I If I had Cooks on my bench and maybe I had someone other than Cooks, maybe like a Marvin Jones or John Brown, I could be considering starting one of them over Brandon Cooks at the moment if he's not ready for right. Thursday night. But I'll definitely be making a game time decision and having an eye out and looking out if he's going to be all right. Yeah. And uh, last one, this is sad. It doesn't really affect fantasy, but Von Miller, lower leg injury, he could be done for the season. Yeah. And uh, that's just sad for a really, really great player. Um, but some people got paid recently. <laughs> money. Money, money, like money. real bag. money. Yeah, like... Money bags. Like suitcases of money. <laughs> like the kind of money I... Hope to see one day in my life. Alvin Kamara is close, not yet, but he is close to a reported lucrative deal. Um, Hopkins got paid. He got a two-year extension, $54.5 million. And Kareem Hunt, this is interesting to me. Yeah. Kareem, Kareem Hunt, excuse me, two-year extension with the Browns. It's, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I wonder how they must really believe in Kareem. I mean, he was great. He was great before. Um, he was great at the end of the end of the year last year. Uh, we'll definitely see how he turns out and see what he's going to be doing. But two year two year extension that means they're really yeah. believing to use him a lot in that offense. The the reason I'm confused is uh, is from Kareem Hunt's perspective. Um, it's guaranteed money, but surely this was a you know prove it type year for him. Yeah, and he goes <clears throat> to another team and he is the guy. Uh, interesting storyline to follow and definitely will impact fantasy teams this year. Uh, but that is our need to know news, um, in the league. Lots is, lots is going on, but, uh, we're going to go straight to Thursday night matchups. Oh, football is here. It's back. It's It's actually here. here. 24 hours away. Um, it's uh, back and, uh, it's, um, what a matchup to start the year. (laughs) That's right. Chiefs and Texans, Thursday night football, um, opening opening game, opening uh, season, season opener. That's right. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I guess like, you know, with this Thursday night matchup, there there is some things to talk about, but a lot of it is straightforward. Uh, you're starting David Johnson if you have him, probably starting Will Fuller if you have him. Obviously, Mahomes, Tyreek, Kelsey, Clyde, you're going to start. Let's talk about maybe the players you should not start, including Duke Johnson, Darren Fells, McColl, Hardman, Sammy Watkins. Are you thinking about starting any of those? No. <laughs> um, out of all those guys, I'm not 100% certain of how they're going to be using the offense. I think McColl, um, McColl Hardman is somebody that you can stash away on your bench and kind of see what he, he can do throughout the season. You know, obviously... Patty likes to toss the ball and kind of feed the ball to everyone. So we kind of see how he's going to be working that offense. But somebody like Sammy, I'm just not Sammy Watkins. I'm just not sure if I'm confident in starting him. He's probably going to have that one game where he's going to always get 30 points like he did last year. And then everyone's high on him 
and then he does nothing for the rest of the year. He might do that it's again inevitable. this year. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not starting any. I'm not starting McCourt or Sammy until after week one to kind of see how that feels. But on the Texans side, uh, Duke Johnson, it's a hard no for me. Darren Fells is a hard no for me. And I, we talked about Brandon Cooks um, earlier. Obviously, he's injured, so it's definitely game time decision. Yeah, we got a couple questions from people in DMs asking, should I start David Johnson or someone else? If you have David Johnson on your team, yes, you are starting David Johnson. Yeah, you have Regardless to. of how you feel about him, you start the players who are in the position to get you fantasy points. Uh, I'm hyped for this matchup. Uh, but question, over under 50 points total Ooh. for the game? Uh, season over. Over under. Um... I'm gonna do under. I'm gonna do under. Really? Yeah, I think. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Patty. I mean, Patty could be coming out strong and slinging what five touchdowns if he really wanted to, but I don't think he will. Oh, I think yeah. they're gonna. I think they're just gonna be pounding the ball, giving the ball to Clyde, and kind of see how he's gonna work in the first game. But um, nah, they don't have they and the Texans it's don't over. have D Hop anymore, so it's gonna be interesting to see how Will Fuller and all those guys kind of. It's going to be the first time that all these guys playing with each other. Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, you know, David Johnson. All these guys are going to be playing mm. with each other for the first time. So we're going to definitely see how that feels. For me, it's a clear over. Uh, put it on the board. Easy money. 50 points, 25 points each. Easy. Put we'll it on see. the board. Th- these teams are going to be airing it out. High-powered offenses. Uh, it's going to be an exciting, exciting game to watch. You want to start a side bet there, actually? A little side bet? Yeah, we could do- Actually, no, no, no. Maybe after week one, we can do something. I don't know. Oh, it's, too it's too he's early. Worried. <laughs> it's too early. He's uh, worried. I have one prediction for this game. It's kind of what we already talked about with Sammy Watkins, but this happens every time week one rolls around. There will be one player, either from the Texans or the Chiefs, who just pops off and has a crazy, stupid fantasy style yeah. line. It, it always happens. Every time. But please, please do not be targeting that random person who pops off. He is not going to be a solid fantasy asset. No. Um, yeah. So, you know, this happens every week. Please do not let the week one performances determine your entire trade value on people. Uh, but, man, I'm pumped to watch football. Let's go straight into post-draft highlights. Uh, our fantasy league which is called the Fellowship of the Fantasy Ring. We drafted on Saturday night. Sunday night? Saturday Saturday night. We Saturday drafted night. Saturday yeah. night. We just posted the, um, the results of our draft on our social media platforms. Go check our Instagram uh, where you can rate every single uh, person's draft in our league. Um, but, uh, you know, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about the draft. We're going to give you... Badaki and I are going to give you our best and worst drafters in our league. Uh, Badaki, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Who is your best drafter uh, sure. for the fellowship of the fantasy ring? Sure. So, um, look, I think everyone all had an inter- interesting draft, but I think one that really stood out to me, and I think he was my prediction of having the best draft in, in Epic 2, was actually JB, Jordan, Jordan Burroughs. Um, okay. He, I think, and he has Amari Cooper. He has Amari Cooper, DJ, uh, DK Metcalf, Kenny Galladay, 
Jarvis Landry and Julian on his bench. I think he has really strong wide receivers. He has a lot of depth in wide receivers. Um, he also had Tyreek Hill. He actually traded that Tyreek Hill away already. Um, right. So he actually traded Tyreek. Um, I'll probably we'll probably post that on social. But I think he just has a, the best team overall. I think he's pretty solid. He has great depth. Um, I think he's just a little, maybe one player short of a running back or one running back short of having that perfect, perfect depth. Um, I think I think he did well in the draft. And I think for his second year being in a league, um, in a league, I think he did really well. There's a lot of people on his team that I'm targeting, like Galladay, right. like Metcalf and like Cooper. Um, I think those are really those are guys that are going to take off this year. So I think he's, sure. he's really strong. He's really strong for sure. No, I get that. Um, yeah, that uh, that Tyreek trade for me was interesting. Yeah. But um, <laughs> let's move on. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my best drafter for me. Uh, it was pretty clear actually. It was Elijah Burns, Burnsy, your boy Burnsy. Burnsy. Um, Burnsy was drafting from the 11 spot. I actually love the 11 spot in this year's draft. Like if you draft one to, actually I think four or five is the hardest. 11 is great because you you actually get really good players on the turn. Whereas in the early turn, it's harder to actually, you know, get the quality players that you like. Yeah. Uh, Elijah had a great draft. Uh, he got Eckler and Mixon with his first two picks. Um, personally, I don't know about Eckler. I see the value. I see the pathway for, you know, a, a massive fantasy year. But I am worried about the change in system. I'm worried about the talks of different running backs having roles. Uh, yes, they paid him, but uh, when you lose Philip Rivers and you replace him with Tyrod Taylor, I am just skeptical on how that offense is going to look. But to get Eckler and Mixon with the first two picks, that's a great way to start yeah. your, you know, your your foundation for your team. Uh, and then he went Woods, Juju, uh, and he's also got Darren Waller. So that's just a, what a, what a core to have on your team: yeah, that, Eckler, that, Mixon, Woods, really Juju, strong. Waller. It's a really, really strong core. Uh, and then he took my advice actually on the pod, uh, which is why I really, really love this. He took Philadelphia's defense with one of his last picks. Um, and he just had he had a solid draft in my opinion. I think Burnsy, shout out to Burnsy. Great, great draft from Burnsy. Um, and of course, you know, your fantasy league is not one in the draft, but it does help you set yourself up for a really big win long-term with trades and you just put yourself in a better position. But let's talk about those people who did not put themselves in a very good position Oh man! (laughs) in the draft. Um, Firstly, I'm going to start with my worst drafter. Again, we love these guys. Great guys. (laughs) Great. Really great guys. Just, I just want to point something out just because we think they had a bad draft doesn't mean that, they're like we actually don't know what's going to happen we actually don't so like in our eyes this looks terrible but you never know like they could pop off week one sure yeah (laughs) i just want to give them some love you know (laughs) yeah no great guys it's like that it's like you know when someone's like hey like no disrespect but and then, like, you can just say whatever you want. That's so rude. Yeah. That's kind of, like, what we're doing. <laughs> no disrespect at all, you know. No, great, guys. Uh, look, my worst drafter, I love him so much. First year, he's a rookie. 
Um, but my worst drafter is Tommy, your boy Bricks, Barkley. Um, I actually predicted this on <laughs> our pre-draft hype episode that Tommy would be the worst drafter. Uh, I think, well, when you start your draft in your, in your first four rounds of your draft, you get two quarterbacks. Um, it's, it's going to hurt your depth. It's going <laughs> to yeah. hurt your, your chances to, to fill out your squad. Um, in the first four rounds, you are getting pillars for your team. You know, like you're getting your solid running backs, your wide receivers, maybe a really good tight end. But when you get two quarterbacks in the first round, the rest of your draft is going to be really, really hard to catch up. Um, I think he's overvalued quarterbacks. He he got Lamar, which is awesome with his second pick. But then with his third or fourth, uh, he got Watson. And Watson's a great quarterback, but he's not a fourth or third round pick. Um, you know, like I said, rookie year, uh, some of his starters would have been, there are trades that have happened, but he would have had to start Fournette, John Brown, Christian Kirk. It's just not a scary lineup after the draft, is it? Not at all. Um, look, uh, Tommy has actually somewhat kind of improved his team throughout the couple, the past couple of days he's drafted, you know, he's made some good some good trades, some bad trades. I well, think we'll talk, we'll talk we're, about. We're gonna talk about. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna, gonna talk, talk about, about a, a trade that on. happened, uh, but, um, which shocked the league. Yeah, it definitely will. But we love him. It's all right. I'm just gonna continue with mine. Um, mine will yeah. definitely have to be Brandon Baca. Look, oh. when you draft Le'Veon <laughs> Bell in the second, it it's not. It's it. Wow, you're taking a real, real reach. You're getting Carson. Right. He he drafted Le'Veon Bell, mind you, over these guys. Chris okay. Carson, James Conner, and Jonathan Taylor. I would have mm-hmm. taken any of those guys over Le'Veon Bell. Look, Le'Veon right. Bell, it he he is a he he's a good player, you know. He he was known to right. be one of the best backs in the league. He was going first two two years ago, three years ago. Um, yeah, he's just not that guy anymore. He's on a different team. No. He doesn't have the offensive line he had in out in um, Pittsburgh. But um, look, and then he goes on and continues to end the draft with four tight ends. He drafted <laughs> yeah. four tight ends. You can look at this on Instagram. By the way, we have our draft results. Go look at this. Brandon Baca, the Tampa Tampa England Patriots. That's his team name. He drafted four tight ends. I can't, I don't remember the tight ends. I know it was Jack, uh, Jack Doyle, um, he Dallas. Got Zach Ertz. Yeah, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, and then Juno Smith. No, 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 right? no. It was Ertz. It was, uh, it was Ertz, Johnu Smith, Blake Jarwin, and Jack Doyle. Yeah, he got he has he has four tight ends, so he's he'd be all right with tight ends. But look, he's short everywhere else. He has Le'Veon Bell <laughs> and probably some other running back that is not good (laughs) look when you when you only need to start one at the position you definitely want to grab at least four players for for your team um yeah he did take Dak in the third as well didn't he yeah he took Dak in the third um uh there's just so much more like he could have so much things he could have done better in this draft 
And yeah. I think he he's also his first time or maybe second time if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. But it's it was one of his first drafts he's ever did. I think he he just he was going for big names. He was going for you know people yeah. that he he just knows out of talks of people. So look, Baca for me hundred percent is my worst draft uh, drafter. Yeah. Totally. And if you're listening and you are a rookie in fantasy or it's one of your first years and, you know, people in your league are telling you that you're terrible at it, take advice from people you trust. Like, just get better. You know, the year might not be, and I'm not saying Baca and Tommy are going to have the worst years. Um, But, you know, your first year, have fun with it and learn. Have fun and learn. So next year, you can come back and you can obviously be much much better that's right back um, stronger that's right back and i'm better <laughs> i'm back and i'm better um so those are our worst and best drafters we love the boys big shout out to our league um but we're gonna move on and we're gonna give you some advice right now early preseason trade targets these are the players that we would say before week one throw some trades out there try try and grab them and we're also going to give you some players right now before week one trade away. All right. So we want to give you some players that you trade for and that you trade away. Uh, but before we do that, I want to quickly talk about trades in general. If you're new to fantasy, if you're a veteran in fantasy, whatever it is, uh, you need to know this when it comes to trades. And this should be your mantra every time a trade comes to you. No one in your league is trying to help you out. No one. There is not one person in your league who wants to make your fantasy team better. Some people do. So I I like to help people. No. No, you don't. Absolutely not. (laughs) The reality is every time a trade comes into you, that person is trying to get their own team better, not yours. And um, in our league, the fantasy uh, or the fellowship of the fantasy ring, T-F-O-T-R for short. We got to start giving it like a shorter name, but there has been some crazy trades already, like trades that have shocked some people. We're going to give you a trade that happened today. This is an example of no one in your league is trying to help you out. Um, Tommy, your boy, Bricks Buckley and Daniel Ilioy made a trade today. Literally, it was breaking news as we started the pod. Probably like... like Five ten minutes before we started, this is it, it. It happened, and we were like, "Oh, oh no, oh, this has happened." Uh, in our league, we we don't allow vetoes because, like, if you make a trade, you make a trade. Um, but here's what Tommy got from that trade: Tommy received Rob Gronkowski. Keep in mind, he already has Travis Kelsey, Brandon Cooks, Stefan Diggs, David Montgomery. Okay, yeah, like surely he gave up. You know, maybe. You know, top 20 wide receiver and a, a couple other, you know, bench pieces. Yeah. No, Tommy gave Daniel Ilioy Michael Thomas, wide receiver one, and Leonard Fournette. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does hurt. Um, interesting from Tommy. I guess it looks like what he was going here maybe was for some depth on his team because maybe he didn't have enough or... Um, look, I, I definitely see David Montgomery, you know, breaking out when he comes back from injury. He could be starting week one. We don't know yet. Brandon Cooks, obviously, he has that 
that injury with his his leg or knee. Yeah. But I'm just not sold on Gronk. I am not sold on Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is a good player. I just have to see him in that offense. And Gronk, he hasn't played in, what, two years? Three years? I don't know yeah. how long he hasn't played. But Michael yeah. Thomas. Even man. before that, even yeah. when he was playing, yeah, wasn't like great. And plus, he has Travis on his starting already. So you don't need another tight yeah. end. Like, you're, you're fine. Yeah. I would just, I would stream a tight end when Travis is on his bye. Something like that. But, man, Ilio getting Michael Thomas and Leonard Fournette, that's huge. That's huge for him. That's massive. Yeah. It's a classic example of no one in your league is trying to help you. Um, And this this right here is a classic. Let me give you depth. You need some depth. And I'll take, like, this starter from you. Uh, Stop trading away your best players for depth, people. You don't need to do that. It's not helping you out. I promise you. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, at some point, you know, you do have to take advantage of, you know, players who are willing to do those trades. You, you talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Like definitely if I'm, if I know that there's a couple people in my league that is their first time and, you know, they have no idea how to, what trade value is or how to trade or how to, you know, kind of make a trade that is fair and even for both teams, I'm taking advantage like Ilio yeah. took advantage and I'm 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 okay with it. It sucks for Tommy. It sucks for me because now his team is stacked. But yeah. um I'm I I would love to be in Ilio's shoes. He just got there first. He got there first. He he he, yeah. he got to Tommy. He took advantage. I mean, p- that people have done that to me in the past without me knowing and other people probably just stood quiet, bowed their heads and was like, "Man, yeah. that's a terrible trade by me." But they just got to me first, you know, Ilya got to Tommy first. Yeah, for sure. Find someone in your league you can trust and talk through trades. If you don't know, if you, if you're not confident in what you're doing or send us a DM, we love talking trades. Yeah. Um, there's been probably genuinely like 50 to a hundred people who have DM'd us trade ideas. And most of them we've been like, ah, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. Um, so don't be afraid. Send us a DM. We're happy to help. But yeah. Uh, we're giving you trade targets right now. These are people we want you to trade for. We're going to give you people to trade away. But trade for targets, we're going to give you two players each that you should trade for right now before their value goes up. Uh, Badaki, start us off here. Yeah, look, I I love this player. He, I think he's underrated. I think he's overlooked. I think he is going to be a top receiver, at least top 15 receiver this year. And that's Darius Slayton on the New York Football Giants. Shout out to to New York Football Giants. Look, (laughs) everyone's unsure who's going to be number one. Everyone thinks Sterling's going to be number one. Um, Slayton's going to be number one. Everyone, it's all talks. Golden Tate, it doesn't matter. I personally think, and with the numbers showing that Darius Slayton is going to be the number one receiver out in New York, I think he has... Had had a great camp. He has had a lot of chemistry with Danny Dimes. And mm-hmm. he's going to be the target. He's going to be the target. I mean, they both came in the league in, in their, as rookies. You know, um, when he was doing the second team, with Danny, Danny Jones doing the second team rep, he was doing that with Darius Slayton when Eli was still there. So I think they have a lot. They have a good connection. They have a great football connection. And I think that's important. You know, somebody that you can trust and Obviously, on the field, they can kind of trust each other. But I just want to give you some right. stats really fast of what he was targeted, how how many targets he had last year. Mind you, he missed okay. the first three games, okay? Okay. He missed All the right. first three games. 
He was targeted 84 times last year. Okay. I, it sounds pretty low, but he had eight touchdowns. Oh, he I missed like that number. He, he missed three games. So yeah. I think if he were to have played all three games, I think he would have been in the one, maybe 108, 112 right. type target. And he would have had maybe one more touchdown or two more touchdowns. Right. And I think right. that's great. That's great for a receiver. He's not, he's not, he's no Julio. He's no Michael Thomas. But I think he's definitely up there. I think he's in the range. He can be in the range of your your Tyler Lockett's, you know, your Calvin Ridley's. I think he can be somebody that could be up there. I think that's somebody you should be trading for right now. A lot of people, he could be up. He could be on your waivers, or some people might have picked him up. You can kind of get him for the low. So <laughs> this is why you were trying to trade with Steve. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying it's to. All, trade. It's all coming together now. Yeah, it's all coming together. I love Darius Slayton. Now, now that Steve is going to hear this. And he's not gonna want to trade. He's gonna want. He's gonna want more. So, Steve, <laughs> I'm giving you great advice. Trade me. You were trying same. to trade with Steve before this podcast released. <laughs> and that's right. That's I've, I've been. I've been trying to get him for since we drafted. Since the day we drafted, I want. I tested him. I was like Darius Slayton, and he didn't respond. Typical Steve. He doesn't respond to anything. Honestly, but, classic Steve. Yeah. Uh, get get your boy Darius Slayton. Shout out to New York Football Giants. I'm excited for this year. <laughs> I love it. I love it. My pick, uh, I mean, I mean, my guy right now that I think you should be trading for, and maybe this is a little bit of the home hitters from us, Slayton, and for me, it's Antonio Gibson. Um, there. Look, if you if you've listened or you're in the fantasy world at all, you know the name Antonio Gibson. You know how many touches he had in college and how many touchdowns he had. You know the explosiveness explosiveness help me uh that he has but here's the thing adrian peterson has been released okay darius geis is now gone those were the main people that you were worried about to say gibson is not going to have a breakout they're gone and i know that the depth chart was released yesterday and it says that Antonio Gibson is running back two behind J.D. McKissick. But the depth chart means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, the the amount that a depth chart matters is significantly low. Uh, there was um, a depth chart that came out. And on, I think it was the Giants, an official player on their depth chart wasn't even on their team. This is how much a depth chart actually matters before week one. Geis uh, is gone. Peterson is gone. Gibson will have every opportunity to be the guy there. Uh, and he's not just lining up as a running back. He's lining up as a wide receiver as well. Well, um, Let me ask you, Badaki, do you trust Adrian Peterson with running back advice? Absolutely. I mean, if, if, if AP came to me and was like, wow, like, get this guy for sure. I'll, if, Okay. Well, that's yeah. good to know. Let me tell you a quote from Adrian Peterson. This is this quote comes directly after he was cut from the Washington football team. He's walking out of the building and a reporter asks him about Gibson. And this is his quote. He says, look, Gibson is a hell of a talent. The system fits him really well. We were all working on it, but they really want one main guy to do it. And they drafted Gibson for it. They wanted one guy to do it, and they drafted Gibson for it. Do not worry about the death chart. They drafted Gibson for this role. They want him to be that guy. That's crazy. And his, 
his offensive coordinator, <laughs> Scott Turner. Who did who did Scott Turner coach last year in Carolina? CMC. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I am not telling you to do not hear what I am not saying. I am not saying Antonio Gibson is Christian McCaffrey, okay? Because he's not. But I think he could easily finish as a top 20, top 15 running back. And that's big. That's big to have on your on, on your team in a flex, in an RB2 spot. Um, he is a little bit risky because you don't know the situation exactly. And he's obviously in the Washington football team's offense. But if if you risk this trade, it could be a massive win for your team long-term. So that's my guy to trade for, Antonio Gibson. We're going to go back to you, Badaki. Who's your second guy? My guy is the the guy that just, was just dropped. Dropped and picked up, you know? Um, his name is Leonard Fournette. And you may be wondering why I should be training for Leonard Fournette. You know, he just got signed. They have Ronald Jones out there. Why right. should I be going for him? Um, look, yes, the Bucks picked him up. Yes, they have Ronald Jones. But we all know that Fournette's a beast. You know, Fournette is somebody that can can really pound the ball and just mm-hmm. really he, – he does his work, you know. Look, he, I don't right. think in the first couple of weeks he'll get that many targets. I don't think in the first couple of weeks he would, you know, be that guy. He's going to be that guy. But I think once he gets acclimated okay. to this offense, once Bruce Arians gains his trust, once Tom gains his trust, then once the off once he gains the offensive lineman's trust, it's it, you know once he gains everyone's trust, he is going to take off, and I think he's going to be that he's going to be the uh, the bell cow out there, and I think he could be the goal line guy for Bruce Arians. And I know like you kind <laughs> of were kind of up there saying that you know he does you don't think so you don't think so, but I think he will. This is probably one of the biggest back. Oh, actually, they no, one of the biggest he, back they ever had. Here's my the issue I have with it is he's never been a good goal line running back. You're I right. Mean, he's got the body for it, but he's never shown. He had so many opportunities on the goal line last year. I had him in one of my one of my teams. You're right. He only got three touchdowns. But let me tell you this: like, this is a whole new system. It's a whole new offensive line. There's so many different weapons on this team. That's going to be a yep. distraction. They have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Tom Brady. Everyone's going to be right. like, they're going to be like, what the heck? Like, who am I supposed to be guarding right now? Where am I supposed to be looking? Because they know Tom is going to do his thing. You know, they know Mike is going to do his thing. Everyone's going to do his thing. Ting do their thing. So what's going to happen is that (laughs) Leonard Fournette is just going to get that opportunity. They might, you know, they're just going to punch it. I think he's going to be that guy. I, it's a high prediction, but I think he's going to have eight touchdowns Mm. this year. (laughs) I don't know if that's high, but I think that's, that's, I feel like that's pretty up there. Eight. Hey, this is why we got different opinions. It's good for you. You got to determine what you want to do. I, you know, Fournette, I think he will be just, a guy there. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Things. I think he can be somebody that's going to be great. Look, a lot of people are unsure of him. So get him low right now. Make sure okay. you can trade trade somebody that you f- are not confident in for Fournette. Um, because he is Let me ask you this then. Do something. Let me ask you this. Hmm. David Montgomery or Leonard Fournette? Rest of season. David Montgomery. Okay. I, uh, it makes sense. The only reason why I say Dave Montgomery is because he doesn't have any competition. All right. Well, even easier. Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette rest of season? 
I, I'm I'm have to go Leonard Fournette. Okay, fair enough. You heard it here first. Leonard my Fournette. uh my my last trade target to trade for is Blake Jarwin. You've probably heard about him, of course, if you're in the fantasy community. Um, I want to be very clear. Blake Jarwin is not going to finish as a top five tight end. He might not finish as a top eight tight end. But his potential, his ceiling, is to finish as a top eight, nine, ten tight end. And when you're trading for him, you're not expecting him to be a top five tight end. You just need someone that you can start every week and hope that they do something decent for you. The tight end market last year was, you know, the production in the tight end position was so hard to gauge from week to week. Yeah. But Jason Witten, uh, Jason Witten is gone. For some reason, he came back to Dallas last year and he was 66 years old and they decided to shove targets down his throat as if he didn't have arthritis and could catch. <laughs> no, too much, too much. But look, Witten is gone. Jarwin and Witten last year, they combined for 124 targets. So just Jarwin, just Witten, 124 targets. Witten is now gone. Okay. So I know CD Lamb is there, but he's really going to fill that uh, Cobb role that's been left. With with uh, Witten gone, I promise you, Jarwin will see at least 75 targets here this year. At least 75 targets. Um, like I said, don't expect him to be a top five tight end. But if you've got like, let's say, um, I, I, I don't believe in Hooper. I don't believe in Gronk. Let's say you got one of those players. If you can trade like a bench piece from your team, someone really low for Jarwin, then do it. Yeah. I know Jarwin was drafted late in our draft. He just got dropped to the, to the waiver wire. Maybe he's on the waiver wire for you. Pick Blake Jarwin up. It's, it's a no risk trade. It's a no risk pickup. That's right. I, um, I picked him up. Did you pick him up? Or I have I have a I waiver. Put, I put a waiver on. I oh, have a waiver okay. out on him. I think a lot of people <laughs> have a waiver out on him. So hopefully I get him first. Um, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll trade him to you. Yeah. Hey, we never. I, I might give you a bench piece for him. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, those are our trade four targets. Now we're going to give you two trade away targets each. Um, and Badaki, why don't you start away, start off for us. Sorry. Who is your trade away target? Trade them now before their value drops. Yeah. Look for me has to be David Johnson. Um, he's obviously been traded to the Houston Texans from the Cardinals. Um, um, I just don't know. I I don't know about him. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't think he's a good fit there. Um, I think they are going to really be down a lot, so they're not going to be able to use him, especially this game. I think the Texans are going to be slinging it. I think they're more of a pass offense, and right. um, I don't is and plus is is David Johnson even healthy yet? I know he was kind of hurt last right. year. Obviously, he had the off season, but is he ready? You know, is he's injury prone? So that's not somebody that I'm really confident in getting or in having. Right. So I think that's something that I'm going to be trading away for a David Montgomery if somebody is unsure of David Really? Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. So you would rather have Montgomery than Johnson? I would personally have David Montgomery over Johnson, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, even okay. even with the injury, even with um, Montgomery being out of the two to four weeks, I know that he will come back and he will. I think he will produce. 
Um, I think okay. his ceiling. I think David Montgomery's ceiling is a lot higher than David Johnson. I think there's a lot of risk in David Johnson. Look, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I know I mean, Wesley. We, we was could be everything we. Everything we said right now could be wrong, but yeah. this is this is what we what we think, right? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Wesley was trying to give me David Johnson, and I just I don't I I can't. He's giving me David. He's we have a lot of different pieces in the trade, but David Johnson and then Devontae Adams, and then me giving him Dalvin for all the, all these other pieces. So like I'm losing a top five running back, but I'm gaining a number two receiver with David Johnson included. I'm I'm just I'm I'm not I can't pull the trigger. I can't say yes. Okay. You know what? Send it through. I can't do it. I'm just not confident in him. So that's my guy. I would definitely trade away David Johnson. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to give you my guy. Uh, if you watched the sleeper pod where we gave you sleepers for the draft, you you probably know why. But my guy is Sony Michelle. Um, look, right now, he's probably going to have a decent week one. So... You might, you know, want to keep him until after week one. You might have a decent week two. But I promise you, he will be injured at some point. Like, it's an, it's almost inevitable. You know, in life, what do they say? There's death, taxes, uh, I don't know what else. And Sony Michelle is going <laughs> to get Sony injured. <laughs> death, taxes, and Sony Michelle, yep. It, it's going to happen, I promise you. And <laughs> now's the time. He doesn't even have a very high value. But now is the time to trade Sony Michel. Um, you don't know what people in your league think about him. Oh, Sony Michel is a starter. Why do I have James White? Get James White right now. If you can get James White for Sony Michel, do it right now. Um, I would rather have a player like uh, Philip Lindsay than Sony Michel. And I'm not even high on Lindsay. Wow. Uh, I, I just think that the value for Michel, he's had his chance to be that guy. He he's actually a great football player, but his body hates the game of football. Um, <clears throat> for me, now's the time to trade as high as you can for a depth piece. Obviously, I don't think you want to start Michelle if you have to. Um, but also, I, I'm a big believer in Damien Harris, and uh, I traded for Damien Harris yesterday, and then he got put on the IR, mm. uh, or two days ago, but. I still believe in Damian Harris. He is still the most talented back in that backfield. And when he comes back from IR, Sony Michelle will probably be heading straight to IR. They'll probably do the old like, oh, hey, man, good to see you. Oh, see you later, bro. Like, I'm back on the IR. Uh, and the opportunity is going to be there for Harris. So, you know, for me, it's it's trade away Michelle. That's my guy. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. Sony Michelle, Damian Harris. Damian Harris is... It's going to be an interesting season for those guys. Um, my second guy, my final guy, would have to be Mike Evans out in Tampa. Um, this is interesting to me. Yeah, look, I'm, I am love Mike Evans. Mike Evans, he's a beast. He is a great talent. He is a freak of nature. He is massive. Um, yeah. But I think with the new quarterback in Tom... And, you know, Tom's the age and yeah, he is the GOAT, but I don't just don't think he has that arm power to be slinging it down the field like that. You know, Mike Evans is a down the field guy. They have they brought in right. Chris Godwin for to be that slot guy. I think they have a couple different pieces there that are a little bit more smaller, like a Julian Edelman size or a Danny Amendola right. size that Tom used to throw to back in the day. And Tom likes those guys. Tom likes those those slot guys. So um 
I believe Tom's going to be throwing in the check down in the slot a lot. And I think Tom and I think Mike is going to miss out. I think Mike is going to his catches and his receptions are going to drop a lot this year. I think especially with Gronk being there, he has a, that relationship with Gronk and he's going to be looking for Gronk in the middle of the field. Um, and I think Tom, they, they both love the end zone, you know, like when Tom is used to seeing yeah. Gronk in the end zone. You know, for however long yeah. they played over ten years together, something like that. He he's I don't Gronk is not gonna see. Oh, Mike Mike is there, but wait, Gronk is there too, right? You know, he's gonna be throwing it to Gronk over yeah, this Mike. Is, this I is an interesting one to me. Uh, this is very interesting to me because I think you could be very right or you could be very wrong. Yeah. There there's actually no in between there. <laughs> like no, I don't not. think Mike Evans is just gonna be like, oh yeah, like you know. He wasn't, you know, the guy, but he, you know, he did okay. For, I, I think it's either you're you're right on the money or he could have an insane season. Yeah, and I think that's what's great. Like, uh, that's what's fun about fantasy. Nobody knows, but there's a lot of name. Or there's a lot of value in Mike Evans' name. So sell right. it. Sell him if you're unsure, if you, if you believe in, if you believe in what I'm saying or if you believe that whole concept that I just said, sell him. People love Mike Evans. People will give you, you know, a, a a fairly decent trade for him. So sell him high if you aren't confident in him. Mike Evans or Robert Woods? Robert Woods. Mike Evans or Juju? No. Um, that one's hard. I don't... Mike Evans. Okay. Hopefully that gives you a little, uh, you know, reference for your trades. I'm going to give you our final trade away candidate for the show. Um, I don't like doing this either. Um, <laughs> I love the, I actually love this player. I hate his situation. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Melvin Gordon in Denver. And, same thing with Mike Evans. I could be very wrong about this. Like I could be very wrong, but I'm actually okay to be wrong. Like if I if if I have Melvin Gordon in the league, I'm gonna trade him. And if I'm wrong, when I look back at the end of the year, I'm okay with that. I'm actually okay with it. But look, with with Melvin Gordon, it's been reported throughout camp, um, you know, that he is struggling to adjust to the altitude. That doesn't really worry me so much. Like, of course, everyone's struggling to live in Denver. It's not easy to live in an altitude like that. Uh, But what worries me is the reports coming out that it's looking like it could be a 50-50 split. This was actually reported. 50-50 split or a hot hand approach between Gordon and Lindsay this season. Um, So when I think about that, Lindsay had every opportunity to be the guy last year, right? So yes, they brought in Melvin Gordon. But did they bring him in to be the guy? Because the reports don't say they did. So if you're expecting Gordon to be the guy, and they're already saying there's a 50-50 split, he's struggling with the altitude. Um, some people are high on this offense, saying it will be a breakout offense. For me, at running back 19, that is way too high. Way too high. For me, I've got him running back 25. Right. Um, 
and again, I could be wrong on this. And I'm uh, happy to be wrong. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I think Melvin is, I think he has a great talent. I think that he, I personally think that they bought him in to be a goal linebacker. I think he's a bigger guy. He's a little bit slower than, I think Phillip is a little bit faster than him. So I think, right. and, and Phillip, I think can catch a little bit better if I'm not mistaken. Um, but um, I think Gordon's, I, Gordon's a really good pass catcher. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, actually, you're right. You're right. Melvin is a really good pass catcher. Um, I just think he's the bigger back. He's the bigger back, and they needed size yeah. there. And I think he can be that. Uh, he can be the guy that pounds it in and punches it in in the end zone potentially. I don't know. It's really, yeah. it's really up in the air. It's really, um, it's iffy. Fifty fifty split with the with um Philip. I think will be interesting to for see. Sure. Um, question for you then: Melvin Gordon okay. or David Johnson? I knew this was gonna come. <laughs> um, for me, it's actually super easy. That's not a hard one for me at all. It's David Johnson. Like, easily. I right. think David Johnson, he's got the very clear role. So even if he's not effective, it's like Montgomery. He's going to get touches shoved down his neck. Right. And I think Bill O'Brien thinks he's a genius, and he's going to have to prove that he is. So for me, that's an easy one. I, I would definitely right, say so David Johnson. Melvin Gordon or I guess I would say Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. I guess they're kind of in the same boat essentially. So out of those, Melvin Gordon, would you choose Fournette or Ronald Jones? Melvin. Melvin Gordon. Melvin over both of them. Yeah. Yes. Actually, yes. Yes. Yes, I would. Because I think he's the more talented running back. If you told me right now... Yeah, even with the split. If you told me right now, I can give you Melvin Fournette or Ronald Jones, I would say Melvin just because of the talent. And if the if the offense does take off as some people think it does, I might be convincing myself to trade for him. No, trade. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he, is, he is a trade-away target for me. Um, I, I, I just I don't see it happening. But again, I'm not high on Jones or Fournette either, so... Those are our trade for and trade away targets. Um, We are going to on or off the record in this segment. Basically, we're going to tell you some quotes that are on the record from our fantasy league, the fellowship of the fantasy ring. And we're going to tell you some quotes that are off the record. Um, So there's been a little bit of trash talk going around. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, every, you know, the boys in our league, we ta- we chat to them on on PlayStation Party, and uh, sometimes we'll text them or FaceTime or whatever it is. But you know, we're journalists now, so you know we gotta we we gotta respect you know people. So we always say, hey, before you have this conversation with me, is this on or is this off the record? Um, <laughs> so we're gonna bring you, uh, uh, Badaki's gonna bring you, you know, some some. You know, I guess quotes that we found from this segment. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I just this is really interesting. I love this this segment. I think is really great, and I think it can bring a lot of drama for the boys, which I love. Um, yeah. And for the pod, for the people that are listening out there, um, I think it's really yeah. great. So you can get to know them and their humor is kind of and how they kind of navigate life. But anyways, Daniel Ilioy, yeah. our first guy. This is oh. all on the record, and I quote. I think. 
I'm sorry. I think I think Ilya always had the most on the record content than yeah, anyone prob- so far. <laughs> probably he he like he, he's very opinionated, and he loves to give. Um, he loves to, he he loves to voice his opinion. So well, yeah. Anyways, Daniel Ilioy, like I said, and I quote: "Le'Veon Bell is the second worst pick I've seen in years. Love the dude though." End quote. <laughs> I love that last part. Yeah. Love the dude though. The it's dude. like we were saying earlier. Like you know, when you want to say something really like bad about someone, but you start by saying, uh, "Hey, no disrespect, but." I hate you. You know, like <laughs> so clearly uh, that, that's hilarious. Clearly, um, Ilioy was talking about the person who chose Le'Veon Bell in the second, which was Brandon Baca. If you right. don't know, we said that I said it earlier. Brandon Baca is my worst draft pick. He took Le'Veon Bell in the second over all these people. Anyways, Brandon love the ba- dude though. Yeah, we love the dude, <laughs> Brandon Baca, and I quote. Daniel Ilioy is an idiot. End quote. <laughs> Look, um, Brent, <laughs> I don't know was, why was this, Brandon said was that. This I don't quote before, was this quote before or after the draft? Because this could be a great example of out-of-context reporting. Yeah, I, I, I think it could have been. Was it before? I don't remember. Yeah, I think this quote was taken before the draft. Yeah, this was before. <laughs> this was before. <laughs> this was before the draft. Before he took Le'Veon Bell in the second, um, clearly Danny Ilio is not an idiot. Brandon Baca is the idiot because he took Le'Veon <laughs> the second. <laughs> I believe I, I'm I stand with Baca. Love the there. dude though. Yeah, we love, love the dude though. Great people, great guys. You know, I I'm actually playing Ilio. No disrespect. In week, yeah, no disrespect. I'm playing Ilio week one. Brandon Baca. I think I'm not really sure who he's playing, but um, check that on IG anyways. But. I think there's a rivalry kind of going on there, kind of building. Right. So there's um, a I rivalry that, brewing. Yeah. So I think that's something great for the boys, and it's just you know great to bring that to you guys. A little bit more content for you guys. We'll definitely um let that brew for a little bit and kind of bring you more of what those these two guys are talking about each other. Right. Um, but let's go to off the record here. Okay. Um, obviously off the record is for people that you know have said things and they just don't want to to be named. They don't want to people to know their identity or want anything. And this one, this one's really heartfelt, I think. And, um, and when this person told me this, he, he sounded really sad. You know, he, he had a lot of emotions okay. in him and, um, fantasy football yeah. will do that to you. Yeah, it, it does. Fantasy really gets you in, in your highs feels. And lows. Yeah. A lot of highs and lows. And, um, I'm, I don't miss it. And then I miss it as much as I'm, as I don't. Oh, Anyways, yeah. I off it. the record here, and I quote, I feel victimized, end quote. I don't know who that, I don't know who said that. Um, oh, I'm, I actually, I do know who said that. I just can't say it. I don't know if, I think Zach knows, but for the boys. I mean, I you didn't tell me, but I know who, I know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> I know who feels For the boys, I, I just want you to take this in consideration. People have feelings. Please <laughs> do right. not take advantage of anyone. Please do not. Yeah say anything it's just funny it's it just all funny, funny no it's all laughs it's all laughs on or off the record we're gonna keep doing that for you giving you uh on or off the record information from our league but uh hey thank you so much for joining us on episode three Fantasyland football podcast um we are doing a giveaway right now 
like we said, on our Instagram page, a free signed DJ Moore jersey. All you got to do Man. is head to our Instagram, follow us on Instagram, um, and subscribe on YouTube, uh, and then tag three friends. So if you'd like to do that, head to our Instagram, give us a follow. Also, we are on Twitter. Give us a follow on Twitter if you'd like, at fantasyland underscore FB. Of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you could give us a review. Um, and if you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe and hit that bell so you never miss when an episode drops. Uh, speaking speaking of, next episode is a really, really good episode. We yeah. are going at least two or three episodes a week now uh, as the season starts. And our next episode is Start, Sit, Advice, and Week 1 Matchups. Um, we're really hyped for it. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us. And as always, we'll see you there. See you there. Hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it.